Hey folks, welcome to Free Press Sports with Carl and Sean. Forgive us for not being there for you Sunday after the Lions dispiriting. I don't even remember the score, Carl. It's been it feels like it's been so long, but it really hasn't. It's kind of lingering. And anyway, in any case, I hope you you forgive us. We weren't able to record Sunday, but we are here now to help assuage you, to help soothe your feelings, or or we can help. You know, we can vent with you a little bit if you need to get it off your chest. Carlos is an expert in that. It's good to see you, brother. How you doing? Good, Sean. How are you? I'm 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 sorry too. I was I was too sad to record. That's really the fact of the matter. <laughs> you know, my lines disappointed us. Everybody in the free press was on the Lions bandwagon. We all picked them to win and they got roughed up by your bears out in there in Chicago. They probably had a really good dinner with you somewhere in Chicago, Sean. You probably ate some Italian beef like like your hero from the bear show does. And then, you know, they were all emboldened and, and took it to your little lions. Yeah. That, you know, every now and again, you know, we have to make these picks, right? For the free press. It's, I don't, we don't have to just get to. No, 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 no. We have to. I'm just going to be upfront about it. I'm not, you know, I'm just going to, uh, yeah, I do not like, I don't like, it's the least favorite part of the job for me. Is that why I you write like 10 words every time? I don't Everybody enjoy doing like four or five paragraphs. Yeah, I, I don't enjoy doing it. I don't. And we have why? to do it. Why? I just don't. I, I don't. I, I just don't like it. I, it's not part of, a, I feel like a, you know, Vegas bookie. It's not, uh, I don't like making picks. I just, I just never have. I don't, I've never participated in any kind of, maybe when I was a teenager, I bought some squares in the NCAA pool, but I've never done that. I've never done holiday bowl pools. I just, it's just not fantasy my thing. League? Fantasy teams? I, no. I mean, I played, I was in Vegas for a wedding in the early 90s. It's the first time I was in Vegas. And I, I played the slots maybe a couple times and that was it. Other than that, I just wanted to eat king crab leg and steak and watch Wayne Newton sing, which I did, by the way. <laughs> but and walk Don around. And, How and, was and, he with Don Shane? I've never seen it in person. It was, he was great. It was great. It was right in 1993. And he was still in peak form and, and he was great. No, it's just not my thing. In any case, and so sure enough, I got the pick last week. I, and every now and again, I go against my better judgment. And I did, the, and I don't know why I do that. I Sometimes I pick somebody to lose or win based on and I just thought, no, the Bears are playing pretty well right now, and they're going to win this game. And I thought, ah, maybe the Lions will find a way to hold on late. And I hate when I do that. You know, so we're, we're wrong, right, Carlos? Part of the time with these picks, we're just going to be wrong. It's the nature of it. I haven't but I don't been like wrong it. yet, I don't think. But yeah, yeah. There's but a, I don't like coming. it when we're wrong. I don't like it when we're wrong with when you go against your own sort of sense. You follow your gut over your head or you follow your head over your gut, whatever, because they don't always match. It's just that internal turmoil that you don't like. That's that one measly little pick just uh, unravels you, doesn't it? No, I just I don't like the. It's I associate it with gambling somehow, and I just, it's just not it's just not for me. Hey, that's and I get that's it. our it's, culture it's, now, buddy. What are you talking about? That well, I know it is. I know I know it is, and 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 that's why I do it. I just it's just not. I'm more of somebody. Who, I, I'm a process person. I, I I like to figure out why things are the way they are and why they happen or or whatever break stuff down after it happens or. That that kind of thing. It's just how my brain works. So I just have never enjoyed the picks. So you're gonna, you know, what you're and, saying is you're going to make the pick after the game, so that you make sure you weigh every possible permutation. You know well, the yeah, results, and, and not, you can finally. And weigh I don't in. care. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And I don't care about being wrong. I just that's not the issue. But I knew that I knew the Bears were going to win, and I went against myself. And I've done that once or twice in the last <laughs> couple of years. It frustrates the crap out of me. But in any case, yes, the Lions did not play great. The Bears are coming on a little bit. The, the, shoot, the NFC North 
might be a different league uh, or di- different division next year. I mean, that's a subject for a, a different day. But the, the, although the Packers, right, they lose to yeah, the Giants to Packers? They lose to the Giants Monday night. They kind of flub that away. So they can still get into the playoffs. But that was not a – I mean, for a team that was rolling, you know what? It, it reminded me a little bit last year when the the Lions start rolling in the second half, and then they said the stinker in Carolina. Carolina wasn't that very – it wasn't, wasn't that good, right? So Terrible. anyway, yeah, exactly. That was not a good loss. Just, I think that's what happened to the Packers the other night. It happens. When you start off the way the Packers did, you leave yourself so little room for, you know, to, to make a comeback. that it's And it's hard to play great week in and week out. It just is in the NFL. I mean, yeah. for that long a period, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was their chance and they blew it. And like you said, yeah, kind of like the Lions. They just had no room for no margin for error. And, you know, they lost to a bad team, New York Giants. So that's it for them. So the I don't think that I think it's I mean, and isn't this I mean, this is so unlike the Lions, right? Is like everything's working out for them, even when they're struggling. The other teams are losing, and the Vikings are on their, to their third quarterback. And you yeah, know, it's like it's right. working out. No, it, it it totally is. And the Packers was the big one because they actually were playing pretty good ball, and their quarterback Jordan Love was starting to look like a you know, like something. And so for them to have that, you know, that gives them a lot of breathing room because if they'd beaten the Giants Monday night, I, I think. Look, they need to beat the Broncos Saturday night for several reasons. But if the Packers hadn't lost, they were going to be fighting for the division, right, down the stretch. And we just, can you imagine we were saying that three, four weeks ago? Yeah. I mean, that's, it's unlikely. Yeah. They, that could have been, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know are the Packers technically, I don't think they're technically out of it, but. Yeah, it definitely gives them a little bit of breathing room and the Packers definitely would have been the most dangerous team that could possibly do something and take the, the t- I don't know what they, what is No, the they're not, records? they're not, they're Six not, techni- seven. no, they're not technically out of it. I mean, four, no, it's not over yet, but yeah, yeah, they're still going to be a little bit, I mean, because the Packers have an easy, a fairly easy schedule, so. They have a very easy schedule, so they could get the 10 and 7 now, right? They could still win their next four, get the 10 and 7. Right. The Lions could go 1 and 3, and then at that point, how do the tiebreakers go, especially if, it depends on who the Lions lose to, right? Divisional opponents, they, they have the Vikings twice. After head-to-head, it's divisional record, and that would depend on what the Lions do. But yeah, no, it's you're right. It's not technically done. But overall, Carl, what, what, what do you see? And I liked your column the other day, except when you said the Bears stink. They don't. They stink. It's like saying the Lions stink. No, it's like last year. It's like saying it's yeah, Justin Fields and they stink. It's like saying last year. The Lions stink. It's like some other writer from some other town who doesn't know anything about the team. Say, oh, the Lions stink. Look at their record. They're two and eight or whatever it was before that. You know what I mean? At the beginning of that run, when they started playing a little bit better, their record was still terrible. So to point to the record and say the Lions were stink, were playing stinky football, which they were not at that point. And I feel like that's what you said with the Bears. And I don't. They've won two in a row. They should have beaten the Lions the third before. They they look better. Their defense is better. They made a trade, like you said. You wish the the, the Lions should the, the Lions should have done right at the deadline. They got Montez Sweat. And they're just coming together. They're playing solid football. They're not. It's not Carolina, right? It's not even Atlanta. They're they're playing decent football. And Fields is a load, but that's yeah, not, I mean, that doesn't excuse it, right? Well, how poorly the Lions played. 
Yeah, and I, I think that's the problem is the Lions were really like leaning on that. You know, this is a good team over there now. Don't you, you know, discount them or whatever. And then they tricked, you know, gullible reporters like you into thinking that. But yeah, that's the or thing. No, is you, no, or people not, that don't know football like The Bears like you. aren't good. You know, but they're, they're playing they're, good right now. That's the that's the point. Playing well and being good is is two different things. Anybody can play. Are what? the are the Giants good because they beat the Packers on one? They night, have the Giants know? haven't no. the Giants they're haven't terrible. been rolling the last few. The Bears have been playing like this for a few weeks. The Giants had they one beat night. Carolina at home, and then they beat Minnesota against their and they they the Lions, and the Lions needed squad, a miracle and the Lions needed 10. a miracle. The Lions needed a miracle comeback to beat them three weeks ago or four weeks ago, whenever it was. Well, that's more what of an indictment about the Lions and not the and what, Bears. And okay, okay, my God, my my All brother, those what changed? The Lions had in that what game. changed? What changed, Carlos? Justin Fields came back. He's starting to play better. That is a fact. I don't understand how you don't see that. All people all across the league. Wow, the Bears look better. They got a pretty good player, a really good player in Montez Sweat. That's a fact. They look better. They've been playing better. It's not subjective. I don't understand that. How can the you Lions, say they stink when they clearly do not? The Lions had to come back against the Bears because they played terribly. They had all those turnovers. Gawk had, what, three interceptions in that game? I mean, you know, the Bears are not going to end up as some, they're not like catching fire and playing great. And, you know, that's just, they're not a good team right now. They're still, I mean, Eberflus might get fired still. They're just not a good team right now. It's an indictment against anybody who loses to the Bears. They're not wholly without talent. I'm not saying that. Everybody in the NFL pretty much has talent and can win a game on any given Sunday, right? But they're just not a good team. I mean, to me, that's they just, don't that's stink. just it's, the it's scary lazy part to say about the Lions. Stink. It's lazy to say they, don't, they stink. Carolina they stink. stinks. Carol, so the Bears and Five Carolina wins. stink. The Carolina wins. You, oh, really? So what did you say about the Lions last year when they were one and six and they started winning? Did you point to the record? They, they stunk and at say, one and six. They did. Yeah, but, but it was after a lot they'd of it won was a their couple, defense. And after they'd won a couple, what'd you say? They got better. Well, not out of okay. a couple, but okay. after they got so, rolling. Yeah, of course. Are the Bears, Car- Bears Carolina? Is that what you're telling me? There's bad. Carolina stinks. No, Carolina the Bears is are on that putrid. Level? It's a different level of stink. Oh my God! You, you there, don't, there are gradations, is, Sean. Just, you have to see it's it's not black and white. They're gray. You're areas. right. It's not you black and white. That. The Bears are playing solid football right now, and if you can't see that, you don't know football. It's it's ridiculous. I don't get it. I don't think they're playing. I, they're they're playing okay against bad I'm not teams saying they're and a, great a team, team that's struggling. Not, I'm not saying they're a great team. I, you know, look, the, the, the Lions did not play well for sure, but to act like they've lost to the worst team in the NFL is ridiculous. I didn't no, say that. You say they stink. Yeah, they stink. They're bad. They're not good. No, you're, it's your it's your it's your looking way of looking at the world and thinking somehow that because the Bears are playing a little bit better, and people okay. that know football that see that that somehow right. they get the wool pulled over their eyes. Five wins: Washington, Las Vegas, Carolina, a twelve to ten win at Minnesota against Josh Dobbs, and then the Lions. That's not company you want to be in. If the Lions had so, beaten the Bears, which they should have, they would have had four games and people would have said, yeah, of course, they're awful. Of course they should have beat them. That's so why you're going back to them. Washington. Okay, so you're going back to Washington. How do the Lions look back then? Would the day look better than they do right now? What are you talking about, like the early in the season? If you're going to go back, if you're going to go back and say that about the Bears, that they weren't very good at the beginning of the year, which they were not, mm-hmm. and then you're not going to apply the same logic to the Lions, the Lions look a lot better at the beginning of the year too, right? They're going in the opposite they direction. Yeah. 
So you're not going to, so you can't fathom that a team can get a little bit better, especially after making a move, especially after getting their quarterback back. You can't fathom that? They can get a little bit better for sure. But as a team, holistically, they're not good. Actually, they're not. They're, they're, they're solid right now. They've been competitive lately. They have. I don't know why we're arguing about the Bears. It's just, <laughs> it, you know, it's, 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 been, it's, it's, it's the same old, reason you're, no, you're going to go see old you, assistant editor, Tyler Davis, would have been very happy. He, he, huge. Bears fan who would have loved this podcast. We should make sure. Well, you know, it's funny. With the word in Chicago, the word in Chicago right now, it's funny because I was out among fans a little bit too, is that they felt a little bit better. They felt like maybe they don't have to fire everybody. Maybe because they're starting to see something. Right. I mean, and that's how it was last year with the Lions. That's how they feel right now. And that maybe Fields could even be the guy. Who knows? But that's the feeling there. Right. Among people that that love and follow that team. Wouldn't they rather, I mean, they're not going to get well, they will. They're going to get the number one pick because they're getting it from Carolina. But do they really, I don't know, do you, at this point, it's always this whole like tanking thing. Like, what's the point now? You know, we're going to finish, ooh, we can finish third in the NFC North, you know, and drop out of the top 10 or something. And I mean, at this point, I would imagine they're fed up and they want a new coach. And the the question for them is, do they want to move on from Justin Fields? That's 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 a tough one, isn't it? And no, you have that, Caleb Williams that, there. Yeah, that's a that's fascinating, actually. It, I it, love it, it is. Chicago's a great sports town, and they love the Bears the way that Lions fans, you know, they've had they a lot of success. But, you know, it's just, it's a fun, it's a fun team and a fun town to watch them, especially when they have to stew over something that's that's tough for them. They do, and I was even, because I was listening to some of the radio, too, and just, you know, because anyway, they're even a little bit like, eh, maybe this coach can survive this. It's interesting because there's just been a, a better vibe around. They like the way the Bears look on the field. They like the way they're playing. There's a, a toughness about them right now. There, there's an energy about the way they play. They get after it. They are obviously not the most talented team in the league, but they do have some young pieces. You know, it's interesting. I was talking to a few Lions fans uh, about the loss, and they were a lot more bummed with some of the self-inflicted stuff. They're like, hey, the Bears are actually playing pretty good ball. So they don't it wasn't like, oh my God, we lost to the Bears. It was, we just didn't look good. We made mistakes. And I think that's the larger point, right? I don't know how we got sidetracked on what the Bears are doing or not. It's, you, you know, I, I get it. You have your babies. You're going to go write about Aaron Glenn, I'm sure, to protect Ben Johnson. But we can talk about Damn that in a second. You're, you're, you're giving away my secret, Sean. That's how we, that's you, how we do it. You can. I'm going to check. Okay, let, you know what, though? Let's make a note here. Robin, our producer, is going to make a mental note and write this down on a little, you know, sticky note or whatever. After the Bears get destroyed at Cleveland, well, you know this weekend, let's let's check back on how good your Bears are. It won't be a; they're not going to get destroyed. Cleveland it should be a low score. It'll be a low scoring game. Cleveland's got an, a good defense, although they've been torched at least once recently. I'm trying to remember who took it to them, dropped thirty plus on them. I wish I could remember who that was. Anyway, I, I would expect that to be you know a little bit like the Minnesota Bears game was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we'll see. So, right, what about your Lions, though? You, what's it like in Lions Nation? You spent a lot of time with the Lions fans. You wrote a I, wonderful story and column about it. What was it? What, uh, uh, what that's was it like? Coming, uh, that's coming tomorrow. Oh, sweet, actually. Yeah, right. no, that's coming tomorrow. So, sorry to punctuate your sarcasm. Tomorrow, there, you but, mean uh, today, the day the podcast drops, right? Yeah, it's the yeah, maybe so. Yeah, you're right. We are in La La Land here with that, but that story's coming. We just needed to give uh, the Lions fans a little time to settle down, you know, to, to simmer, to, to 
Simmerdale. Simmerdale, Simmerdale no. That, no, I don't know. No, to, to seriously, tell me. Well, what, so what did you see? Oh, my God. I, again, I can't believe we wasted that amount of time on the Bears. It's just, you know, your, stubborn, your stubbornness. <laughs> what did you see from the Lions? And what, what are you most worried about? I mean, it's the thing that I'm always most worried about is their defense. Just It's just, it can't stop water. It just can't do anything. It's tough, you know. And I think, you know, the, well, the one thing about this, that game that I thought more about, and I did pick the Lions to win it, I felt like, no, they can't lose to the Bears and, you know, all this. And yes, they were playing better in Justin Fields and all that. And But it was like the two things were Frank Ragnow and Lee McNeil, like up the middle, right, on defense and offense. And those are big losses. And Aiden Hutchinson just isn't getting much help. John Comiskey played okay. He played well, you know, but he needs more help. And they're just double teaming him on every, you know, play pretty much. And the secondary just, I don't, Brian Branch has just not looked the same. I don't know what's going on. He's just not making the plays he used, he was making early on. I don't know if he's, you know, still hurting from his injury, but it just doesn't seem to be getting any better. And the Bears are not some amazing dynamic offense. So that was the disappointing part is I don't see a fix for this anytime soon. Part of it is your, you know, the, the personnel you have. But I, I don't know enough about football, Sean. You probably do about all the schemes and all not, the not, things well, that they're not doing. Not really. Not really. Not really. Probably not really. Not. I, I am. I. I don't know anything about anything. I am going to remain calm. I'm going to remain calm, and I'm going to. I'm going to assume you watch the game. I'm going to believe. Yes. I'm going to believe that you actually watch the game, for you to say to sit there and say that the. Okay, let me take a deep breath. <laughs> the offense didn't score in the second half. The team is built around the offense. It's the best unit by far. It's built. It starts from the offensive line and goes out. They got. A lot of capital and drafts picks with skill positions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A offensive coordinator who's good, quarterback who had been playing the, some of the best ball, maybe the best ball of his career, all this sort of stuff. That's all true. You know, they got pieces all up and down. A lot of them are young. And they didn't score a point. And they went three straight, three and outs to start the second the second half, starting the third quarter. They scored what they finished with, I think, 13 points. They, they're just not they're not built to win that way. It's not what this team's about. The defense actually played fine. You know, to your point about the Bears not having a dynamic passing game, the Fields did get them on one drive passing, and obviously he, he baited Aiden Hutchinson to jump in and got him on the, the touchdown on the fourth and 13, which was a big turning point. The game was tied at that point. But I think it helped Chicago to, what, 262 yards overall. That's not bad. You know, they got 20, whatever it was, 27, 28 points. I don't remember the total. I should. I was at the game. But but there were short fields, right? They had a you know, botched snap that gave Chicago a short field. Campbell went for it on, the, on his own 30 or 31 or whatever on fourth and short and missed it. And that gave him a short field. They got led to a field goal. So all, the defense actually wasn't terrible this week. But the offense was. Are you are you concerned about the offense? You mentioned Frank Ragnow. He Sewell may be their most gifted lineman, but Ragnow may well be their most important. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard to say who's more important, but there's definitely concern about the offense. You know, and we've seen this before. You know, I mean, there's teams that you go against, and if they have good defenses, I don't think the Bears have an amazing defense. No, that's the worrisome part, but. Yeah, the three and outs and Amon Rossi and Brown just didn't look quite 
the same to me. I don't think he has. He hasn't played amazing. And I know he gets definitely gets a lot of attention. He does. Um, that's a big part of it. Sam Laporta didn't come to the rescue like he did in New Orleans. So that's another thing. They, they have enough weapons to be able to do more. Um, just some weird, you know, drop by Gibbs, I think, on a, you know, on a little, you know, swing pass and weird little things that the offense just seemed off. It, it, nobody had a great day on offense, I don't think. So they needed them to step up. But but also, you know, when you give up 28 points, you know, that's just, you just it's tough. You, you score 13 and they should have scored more. They should have had, yeah, they had a, the offense had a bad day for sure. But it's like you can never, the offense can never have a bad day or it's game over. That's just, that's the problem is, I've said it many times, it's like, you know, it's like you playing golf. You're not going to make birdies. You're just going to be going backwards, making bogeys. You can't make up for mistakes. I, I can't make a bogey. Are you kidding me? There's no way yeah, I can you make wish a you could make a bogey. There's no way I could make a bogey. No, the, the but the offense actually hurt the defense. It wasn't as they didn't just score. They gave Chicago a couple of short fields, and then it's not being able to pick up a first down, three out. The defense is going back. Yeah, it was other than Baltimore, their worst performance of the year, right? Offensively. And, the, and right. the problem was they weren't great against New Orleans. I mean, they they were to start with. They got the the turnover early that helped get them out to that three score lead, and they look good. They're running the ball, and then all of a sudden New Orleans tightens up a little bit, and that's the problem. And they start running the ball, and then they started struggling against Green Bay uh, on Thanksgiving. Green Bay got to golf. That was the difference in that game. Right? Golf didn't have time to throw. He didn't have a lot of time to throw against Chicago the first time until late, and they sped it up, started going, you know, hurry up a little bit. So I, you know, that to me, that's the thing, right? Does if if they get if there's any kind of pressure at all, the offense really stops, right? It's just kind of especially if they can't run the ball, and they can't run the ball well unless they have the whole line, and that's a very thin line. Well, we have to remember. I mean, the Lions went for it five times on fourth down, and I think a lot of this is masked in you know Dan Campbell's aggressive and Dan Campbell he's never scared and grit and all this stuff he's going for on fourth down because he doesn't trust his defense he knows that they don't want to give the ball to the defense because it's almost an automatic three points if not seven so that's how you protect your defense is keep the ball in the offense's hands and I guarantee you that if they had a better defense they wouldn't be going for it on fourth down so that's what's leading to some short fields too, is he figures, well, what's the difference between a, you know, a 50-yard drive or 45-yard drive and a, you know, 68-yard drive? Might as well just go for it here. So that's part of it. And they're never going to admit that. But the, the, I guess, you know, yeah, you can say for this week or when the offense struggles, the offense is a concern, but we know what the offense is capable of. We don't know what the def the defense is capable of. Really, not much. Um, and like you said, the you know the teams built around the offense. Yeah, I mean, you know, the their stars a fourth round, you know, receiver. They've got a second rounder in Levi Onwuzurike, who's going to be a bust. He's just not ever going to be on the field. He's you know constantly hurt and can't get on the field. So when you have issues like that, and Aiden Hutchinson, you know really good player, but doesn't have any help. Some bad luck with James Houston, but that's, they need to, something needs to change with the defense. It's not going to happen this season, but that's always the concern. I mean, I guarantee you, if you're a Lions fan, you're watching the game, Lions offense is on the field. You feel pretty good. Defense comes on. You're just kind of, you know, clutching your, 
your heart here and like, well, okay, let's, let's see if we can, you know, hold them and maybe just give up a field goal. Let's see what happens. But it's going to be rough, man. I mean, this is, you can't count on anything. The offense can't have any stumbles and the defense has to hopefully play somehow better football when you get to the playoffs because you're just, every team is going to be good. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, the offense is the source of concern with Lions fans right now. The defense has been what it's been all year. They played fairly okay against Chicago. The, again, the Bears don't have the – they do have some talent. You know, they, and DJ Moore is really good, and Fields is great running it. But And threw the ball, ball a couple times, but they didn't go up and down the field. They did start the game, and then they had one other drive, and that was it. Like I said, 262 total yards. And he went for those. I agree with you on the fourth downs late in the games. Keep the ball in the offense because they doesn't trust that they can get the stop. But that wasn't the case Sunday. You know, they went for it on the fourth and their own 30 because they were down two scores in the early in the fourth quarter. I mean, it wasn't for fear of giving the ball back for defense. Is that they'd gone three, three and outs in the third quarter, and he was desperate to get the offense going. That was more about the offense than the defense. I, yes, on the whole, when he's gone for it this year, especially late, it's because he wants to, he trusts the offense to win the game more than the defense for sure. But it was weird Saturday, Sunday because it wasn't really that. It was like, how can we get the offense going? That's twice in three weeks. You know, they didn't look good against Green Bay either. And, you know, I don't know why you bring up St. Brown and fourth round pick or whatever. Their best players by, you know, their best grouping of players has been on the offense. I mean, they got two pro bowl, not pro bowl, they got two all pro level linemen. You know what I mean? And that's, I don't know that they have any players on the defensive side that are like that. Do you think? I mean, Hutchinson's not there yet. He's not an all pro level player yet. No, he's not an all pro level player, but I'm mean, just saying that they're, you're saying they're built around, I mean, you built, teams depending on how you draft and they're not like ignoring i mean jack campbell's a first round draft pick brian ranch is a second round draft pick it's not like they're ignoring the, the no defense. for sure just, for sure, not, for sure. i don't think aaron glenn's getting the most out of these players as that's another problem developmentally we look at the offense and you look at your offensive players and part of it is because it's very easy to judge whether somebody makes a play or not on defense it's harder but they're set, certainly devoting resources to that side of the ball and for whatever reason, whether it's Aaron Glenn not developing them or they're just busts on their own or they're just slow to develop or whatever it is, they're just not, they're not making the same impact that you need them to make. And I think that has a lot to do with the coordinator. You know they're missing four starters, right? Good players. Right, yeah. Okay, so yeah. let's talk about that. But let's take a quick break because I do, I want to talk about the development. I want to hear your uh, explanation of why you don't think Aline McNeil or Derek Barnes or... Some of these other players have gotten better when they've actually gotten a lot better, especially McNeil. But anyway, let's take a quick break, and we'll come right back with more Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Welcome back to Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. All right, so who's not developed? Under Aaron Glenn. I mean, Jack Campbell isn't, you know, as developed as Sam Laporta. He's a rookie. Let's start right there. He's a, he's he's a, rookie. a rookie. What's Sam Laporta? A rookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And Campbell, Campbell had his best game of the year against New Orleans. You were there. I assume you saw it. And he, he played okay against Chicago. You know, oh, not too it. bad. Great. Yeah, no. no. Contract he's extension for Aaron Glenn. No, he but he's looked better. I mean... So uh, the Campbell's a horrible example. He's actually playing better right now. So he's gotten better as the season gone, has gone on. 
Look, I get it with Anza Ruke. You know, he, and part of him is he can't stay healthy. McNeil's gotten a lot better. Derek Barnes has gotten better. McNeil has always been good. He's there's been no problem with him, Aline McNeil. But he's been promising from the start. But he's gotten better. Laporte has always been good. What's the difference? Laporte has always McNeil, been good. He just magically was just always good. He had nothing. Mm, ben Johnson Mc, had nothing to do with that. And Aaron Glenn has nothing to do with Aline McNeil becoming the player he's become. He's become a really good player, and he was not that when he stepped on the field. I don't understand this. Where's this coming from? He hasn't gotten the most out of these players you know i mean yes there's been injuries but even part of it is the draft picks but part of it's just it's not just the draft picks it's everybody on the defense you know i mean it's just they're not functioning well holistically and you need guys to step up obviously you need your stars you need the guys you lean on but you need the unit to play well holistically and you know since the start of the season when they were playing worst teams they've definitely just regressed and uh, is this it. something I have to really defend, Sean? I mean, they're <laughs> yeah, you do because oh, okay. you do they're because giving up twenty they, points. They to the lost CJ Gardner Johnson to St. Louis, and they lost CJ Gardner Johnson. They lost. They didn't even get Mosley, who was supposed to be their best cornerback, which would have put Sutton at the second quarterback, who's been okay, right? I mean, he's been solid. Jared Jacobs been okay. certainly struggled, right? You know what I mean? And now they lost McNeil. They lost James Houston, who was their best pass rusher in some ways last year. I, I don't... No, no. Hutchinson was their best pass rusher. Come on. No, I said in some ways he has got a, he's got a few more moves. I mean, Houston had a magical year last year. I don't know if he was going to re- repeat it or not, but but Glenn deserves some credit for helping Houston along last year. I mean, they lost four of their, four of their best offensive players. I mean, that's not... A, that's not... That's a fact. So, so what you're saying is the fact that they lost those guys and they somehow gotten worse... Is an indictment on Aaron Glenn? Yeah, I mean, they've lost players. I mean, that, that is definitely the saving grace that he has that he can use to defend his job or Campbell can use it to not have to fire him as, well, you you know, you had some, you had quite a bit of injuries, especially in the secondary, you know, yeah. But I just don't, I and, it, and you know what, Anzalone has played really well. He obviously, he's coming from, the, coming off the hand thing, you know, didn't have a great game Sunday, but he's played much better with better health. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. At the end of the day, day, injuries can't, I don't know if they're enough to save your job. CJ, losing CJ Gardner Johnson, it's not like you're losing Darrell Revis, you know, you know, you're, that's tough. You know, it's tough to lose him, but the defense just, I just don't think the defense should struggle, be struggling quite this much. He does, he's not making enough of a difference, I think, with the personnel that he has. Anzalone has gotten better, by the way. Who gets the crunch by that a lot? Yeah, he has. And partly because he got moved, which was Aaron Glenn's decision. Now, that might have been Campbell's decision. I don't know. Maybe it was a collective decision. You know, I mean, like Campbell said the other day, hey, people are starting to get on, turn on Ben Johnson a little bit. The fans are starting to get frustrated, especially the red zone plays and the red, the lack of red zone success, that, that sort of thing. They've not liked the way he's called the games the last few weeks. And that's what happens. People turn, just like you're turning to Aaron Glenn, the fan base, some of the, a good chunk of the fan base is starting to get frustrated with Johnson because they're not scoring like they were. And that's what you do. You turn to the coordinator. All right. I, I don't know how yeah, fair or not that is, but I, you know, I don't know how fair or not that is. All I know is that the linebackers play has gotten better. Is that just the linebackers coach? Because Barnes is better. Is. Campbell's it's starting to look Shepard, better. That's it. Right. You know, Anzalone's played the best ball of his life. Derek Barnes is on the field regularly now making plays. And Campbell's gotten a little bit better as the season's gone on. So who gets credit for that? Dan Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, look, I'm not trying to defend Aaron Glenn. His defense has not been good. There's, I mean, 
There's no getting around that. You know, why that's the case, that's the more interesting argument, I guess, or discussion. But so where are you with the Lions overall? I mean, what do you think? They're going to win the division. They're going to hold on to the division. They're going to limp into the playoffs. They're going to respond Saturday night against Denver and get, regain some momentum, beat Minnesota twice, have a decent showing in Dallas, but lose. They've got two good teams left here with uh, Denver and Dallas. And the the big one is Dallas. I mean, the Denver one can go either way, but the Dallas one is really going to, I mean, Dallas might be the best team in the NFL right now. They look good. Going to be so, yeah, it's going to be so hard to just to maybe, I'm going to say it's a moral victory to not get embarrassed at Dallas <clears throat> at this point. I mean, that, I mean, I, I, I think Garen Glenn might try to fake a kind of an injury or something and not go to that game because they might score 50. It's just not going to be pretty. So that's the most interesting game. It's a precursor. It's a, it's a pre-playoff game to me. It's a potential matchup in the, in the playoffs, but this is a legitimate, you know, bona fide playoff team that everybody's scared of right now. I don't know if people are really that scared of the Lions, but the Lions are just, it's, it's you know, it, I've said this many times, it's where their offense takes them. You know, they're only going to go as far as the offense it's well, true. The, the defense, if the defense can do a little bit, that'll help them go farther. But the offense has to just do a lot. So I don't know. Maybe it'll be a, you know, 50 to 48 loss in Dallas and everybody be like, well, okay, you know, our offense can still, you know, churn out a bunch of, I don't see that happening. But the offense, if it catches fire, they're relatively healthy. So I don't have the trust in this team right now. I don't know if limping into the playoffs is quite the way I'd put it, but what do you think? I mean, it's just, I don't know what, I'm not convinced of what this team can do at this point. I think, and I, I think, and I wrote about this, it's just, as, as, as good as their offense is, it's a very intricate offense. And to the credit of Ben Johnson and Dan Campbell and even Brad Holmes, right? They, they unless you have an elite, elite quarterback who can make, right? And they're not very many of those guys. So, so how else do you win? What what are the ways you're going to win? How how are you going to build a team? And they they the way they build has been really smart, and it's worked for the most part. You know, and I and I wrote, and I point, wrote this. Fans know when Holmes and Campbell took over, they had three really good offensive linemen, and you would think, okay, that's great. Let's go someplace else. But they used their first pick to double down on that, and that's really worked when they're healthy. That's the engine of the offense. I mean, that, it's what makes Garrett, Jared Goff's play possible more than anything else. But the, we, we see what happens when they, you know, they've just, they've been nicked up a lot. And you see the, the inconsistencies with that. When they're whole and intact, man, they, they're one of the best offenses in the league without a mobile quarterback, without a big-arm quarterback, right? Because Goff is a really good decision maker, and he's really accurate if he, get, if he gets time. And when he gets time, man, they look good, don't they? Absolutely. They look really they look really good, actually. I mean it's great even at times, you know. But it's such a fine line. And Campbell talked about that after the game. He's like, we're a rhythm timing offense. You know, if we don't do everything right, we can't overcome even a five yards false start. Yeah. And that, and it's weird to say that about a dynamic offense, isn't it? That a false start penalty is gonna submarine a drive, but it kind of feels like that, doesn't it? I mean, we we witnessed that a couple of times actually in the last three or three weeks to the last three games. So it's, if they're not humming, you know, that that's the thing, you know, they got to be healthy, mostly healthy for that. 
So I don't know. It's a credit to Johnson and to Campbell and to Holmes and to Goff and all these, uh, you know, the young skill guys on offense. It's a credit to all of them for making it work the way they have and for building out the way they have without having, you know, Patrick Mahomes or whatever, you know, Joe Burrow. And, and they deserve a tremendous amount of credit for that because it's driven this rebuild. And it would be, I would hate to see that for Lions fans who've had so much joy and fun this year to have it peter out into a one and three. And then all of a sudden they're on the road for their playoff game <laughs> and they're losing to the, it's not going to, they're not going to lose to the Packers. Would, wouldn't that be something though if their home gate playoff game is the Packers and they lose to them again? That's the thing I think that as much as, yeah, that's the scenario you know, or even the Vikings, I mean, just it's they or the three teams, right? Either either division team or the Rams. You know, that's what Lions fans oh, are. Would that be know. the most painful, Carlos? The Rams Stafford comes Stafford. in here and throws 500. And yeah, yeah, that would be that would probably be the if you ask the Lions fan, that'd be their nightmare. I think it'd be their nightmare scenario, right? Uh, yeah, probably more so than Green Bay. Green, losing to Green Bay again at home. That would be painful too. Probably that'd be up there. That Green Bay. And, it's and, hard yeah. to say, isn't it? It's it's hard to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Real real quickly, <laughs> because we want to get to the favorite thing, and I want to get you out of here. I know. What well, what's your thought on Jared Goff and 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 his play uh, the last month or so? The, the turnovers. I mean, they're not all his fault, obviously, but a lot of them are. He had that one crazy, you know, that streak of not throwing an interception. You know which I guess you just expect that to keep going. And it went on for so long. It's, I guess they, you know, he's atoning for that, right? He's making up for it by having all these <laughs> drops and picks and things. And he plays well enough to give them a chance. You know, he can make big plays. He throws into tight windows. I think right after he threw the pick on Sunday, he came back on, maybe it was the next drive. He threw a really nice ball into a tight window. Beautiful. A, I think it was a touchdown Beautiful. pass. and. It was, that's what you want under your quarterback. You don't want a guy who's going to be gun shy and scared or making them, you know, and that, that, that's why I think it works, you know, and that's, I know it's part of the coaching. It's part of Ben Johnson and Dan Campbell telling him, don't be afraid, you know, to, to do this. You know, we're not, you can't live in fear out there. And he's talked about it before. He's, he can live with that, you know, and, and I think that's the right way to do it. And I think you have enough um, pieces that, you know, Jamison Williams is coming along a little bit here and there. We see flashes. And I think next year could be a very interesting year for Jamison Williams. But absolutely. Goff, absolutely. I mean, would he be the quarterback I picked for my team? You know, no, I, I want a more dynamic quarterback for sure. Some You've ability. been consistent about that, haven't you? I have. And I, I, want, I, think, I want to point that out to our listeners. You've been consistent about that from the start. Yeah, and even though their movement has been kind of people are more worried about it and the Justin Fields thing, and you see Lamar Jackson's turning into a pocket guy, and, you know, it's, I don't know, I guess just as a consumer of football, a fan or whatever, I want to see dynamic play. I think that's just way more interesting than a traditional pocket passer. He is who he is, and I think he does well with what he has, and Ben Johnson knows how to use him, and that's the worrisome part is when Ben Johnson leaves what's going to happen. Are they going to, hopefully he's going to leave the blueprints behind so the next coordinator can come in and say, all right, just Campbell tells him, just do this. You know, this worked with Goff. Let's do this. But I don't know. I mean, you, you wrote about him, you know, you, do you think he has enough to take the Lions deep into the playoffs? If 
Well, first of all, is the defense going to be better than it is? I mean, that, right? So if the, if the defense, they don't need an elite elite defense, but they need the defense to be better than it's been. If, the, if that's the case, they somehow get a few of these players back, or even if we're talking down the road next year, then yeah, as long as everything's okay around him. I mean, that's the, what I, that was the point I was trying to make with the, the margin for error for golf is just narrow because of what you say about being a dynamic playmaker. Here's the other thing, too. And it's, it, you don't have to be Lamar Jackson uh, or Justin Fields, right? Or, or even run like Brock Purdy or, or Josh Allen, who can really move. It's, it's, Brock it's, Purdy. <laughs> you can be, I mean, no, but he's got some dynamic qualities to him. He, he, sure. You know, for whatever, he, he kind of does. It's Mr. Irrelevant. We got to, you aspire to I be know, Mr. It's, Irrelevant. It's, it's, it's funny, but I, you can still be like Joe Burrow. You know, the thing about golf, it's not that he, forget the fact that he can't get out and really throw on the run. He does once in a blue moon, but, you know, he's not dynamic like that. It's what made, Tom Brady so great was his ability to feel and shift within the pocket. He was slow, but he could just move within the pocket. And then the processing ability was just lightning quick. And the, and so if you can't get out like the playmakers you're talking about, like Mahomes, all these guys, then you got to be able to shift in the pocket really quick and see the game like a, you know, a, a process, a computer processor like Brady did. And obviously that's rare. That's that combination is really just that sixth sense in the pocket with that processing. That's rare. But he is a good decision maker and he's accurate. And when he has time, I, he, it's weird because he throws a lot of wobbly balls. He also is capable of throwing really nice balls and he squeezes them in sometimes like, Ooh, you know, he, he, he does that well, it's, but everything has to be perfect. Don't you think? I don't know about perfect, but it has to Close be to it. stable. It has to be stable around him. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. We'll see. I, I, look, they can come out and look good against Denver knock out the Vikings, get, you know, put up a respectable showing in Dallas, beat the Vikings again. And, and the conversation is different. You're, you're feeling different than you're, you're 12 and five at that point. Right. I mean, it, it's capable. All of a sudden they're like, Oh, they, they're not going to, the fan base and you know, they're Lions fans, but I, I've been here in the last couple of days. So they're not going to, they're not going to win another game. Are <laughs> they going to be one and three? And I understand that. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's baked in here. That's, but they could go three and one. And the conversation's different, right? There's a little mom- yeah. momentum. So, yeah. all right, let's, let's, we, we got to get you going. Uh, but I want to hear your favorite thing before you go. Yeah, that's an easy one, actually, is last week, Sean, there's a place downtown in Detroit. It's called Little Caesars Arena. They play hockey there, ice hockey for, for you, because um, I know there's roller hockey too. But uh, ice hockey, and there's a team called the Red Wings. They play down there. And, you know, I went down there. Uh, I'll, I'll send you the map quest directions if you ever feel like going. But they were, it was Patrick Kane's debut with the Red Wings. They played the San Jose Sharks. It was a wild game. They lost in overtime. And it was just, it was nutty. Weren't they up four goals? They were up for nothing and they, they blew it and the Sharks came back and it, it was crazy. It was, I don't know how many goals in three minutes, like seven goals or something in three minutes. It was crazy. And it was, but it was fun. And, but the thing about it was it, it reminded me, we've gotten glimpses of this, but it reminded me of the excitement of the days when they were really rolling. Um, when, when Gene Myers, our old boss, would force you to go down and write about the wings. I and, lived down know. there. It's funny in that old sticky arena. Yeah, Kirkland Crawford, our new ed- our editor, is just too nice of a guy to force you to do anything. And but yeah, it was a fun, fun time, and it was it was a it was a cool vibe. And I just missed it. I hope we see more of that. They're obviously playing really well right now, so it's something to look forward to. 
depending on how long this Lions playoff run goes. And we'll see what happens with Michigan football. But I think they're the next ones who we're seeing them have that potential to to maybe, maybe, possibly lure Sean Windsor to come watch an ice hockey game. Down I can't I can't believe you don't think it's the Pistons, man. I, I just, I, I love to kid you about <laughs> not knowing anything about sports. Now I really think you know nothing about sports. If you can't see the Pistons for the next great title team in this, <laughs> in this town, that's unbelievable, Carlos. <laughs> just when I'd relax and think of this is my book, my brother, my, my pal, it's one of my favorite people. By the way, one, one quick and, question. Uh, what do you think of the in-season tournament? For the NBA, what is? It? I thought it was it was kind of fun. I mean, I, I'm not stupid. I'm I'm a, I'm a silly old traditionalist with some things, and may, or maybe since I'm getting older in my eyesight, I did, I hated the courts. I, oh I, they God. bothered me. They they were distracting. I did not like the courts at all. What I loved was the spirit and the competition, not just in Vegas, but you know they had home and away games for a few weeks in pool play, so to speak. It was kind of weird. But, but whenever I watched a game that was an in-season tournament game, they were good. I mean, the, 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 it, it felt like a play, they felt like playoff games, and that was kind of fun. So kudos to the NBA for getting that. I mean, you could say, hey, well, why don't they play like that all the time? But it's the same thing's true in the NHL, right? You, you just Some nights you're just not, you know. So I, I like that part of it. I, it was fun to see that juice, you know, if you just like watching the hoops. But okay. but the Vegas part of it was actually I didn't get to see that. But uh, in any case, my, my my favorite thing is is I want my favorite thing to be. Can we not go to the game Saturday night? Can we can we watch it together? Maybe do some questions and let me cook for you and you know, hang out over here. We'll still do our work, but can we just <laughs> like let Dave Burkett and Jeff Seidel and Mitch and whoever else? We want to. I like we want to cook. Yeah. We want to cook together and hang out, and we'll we'll write. You know, we'll do our thing. But would that be great? I actually like. I for, for I I hate working late. I'm like we we whined about this before. We're not getting home till two in the morning at the earliest. Probably you probably later because you live farther away. But it's a long day. But it's a fun environment. It's it's a cool. It, no, the environment's you know, great. Yeah, the it's like a Monday night no. game, right? So for um, sure, I, I like that atmosphere. I mean, I like I'm a sucker for fun atmospheres. No, it, it is a fun atmosphere for sure, and we we've been fortunate to be able to be part of a lot of them around here over the years, different teams that we cover. But okay, real quickly, I had too many things to choose from. I ended up thanks to you, Carlos, and I'll tell the listeners I'm I don't know where this is going to go. I don't want to say too much, but I've been kind of working on and off of, of about a project that involves food, the big 10, and we'll see what happens with it. But it's thanks to my buddy Carlos here that I'm even dabbling in the, in the possibility. And I was in Champaign, Illinois, a couple hours South of Chicago, home of the university of Illinois, working on that. When was that Tuesday? I guess Tuesday, Monday, Monday, Tuesday, it was a quick turnaround. And there's some great stuff from that. Maybe I'll talk about that later, but my favorite thing was just hanging out with the Lions fans Saturday night downtown Chicago. They, I was in a, it was in a restaurant. They, they kind of took over. There were chants. It was great, and I thought it was fun because this place called the Weber Grill. The Weber Grill, of course, is made in a suburb of Chicago. It's a very Chicago thing. And Lions are like, Lions fans are like, nope, 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 nope. This is our restaurant tonight. This is our downtown. The next morning, all over Soldier Field, all around on the parking lots, I hung out with all these tailgaters, planting their flags. Talked to people. From that came from Detroit, from the suburbs, from Mount Pleasant, from Colorado, from all over the country, and it was great. And it, it it was just they talked about how much fun this fall has been. We just spent an hour or whatever talking about, oh my god, are they gonna? What's gonna happen? Is the sky falling? 
these people have just spent the last two and a half months living one of the most uh, joyous and fun seasons in memory. And if, you know, whatever happens from here on out, it's not going to change that, that part of it, right? It might change how you look back on it, but it's not going to change that part of it. And that was really fun. And, uh, and I'm hoping to be able to write about that experience and sort of try to capture some of that for, for our readers. But that, that was my favorite thing. Just be all that conviviality. It was really something. Conviviality. That's my new favorite thing in that, that word. Yeah. All right. Well, well I got to get out of here, Sean. So let's, let's wrap it up. Let's, we got to thank our most important person, you know, not, it's actually not a listener. Robin. It's, it's Robin. producer Robin Chan who edits us, cuts us off, cleans up the, the audio, you know, it doesn't like that you turn away from your mic all the time. So, but then his bosses are really important too. Kirsten Crawford and Anjanette Delgado, executive producers, and then editor of the Free Press, Nicole Avery Nichols. But we might as well throw your buddies, all the fans that you hung out with at the Weber Grill, the listener, right? Absolutely. The listener, the Weber. Yeah, they were chanting, let's go lines in the Weber Grill. So they're, so they're, <laughs> that was wild, actually. So 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 there you go. Yeah, we want to thank those folks, the folks that, that travel from all over the country to go see this team that brings so much uh, emotion one way or the other to so many. And that's probably why y'all, y'all are listening. So thank you. Who else do we need to thank? Uh, I want to thank you personally, right? Oh, um, yeah. Thank for, you. For, 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 making this, for making this possible. And you can find us wherever you find your favorite podcast, when you get there, subscribe, rate us, you know, tell us what you think. We're grateful, grateful for your listenership. And until Saturday night, Carlos, when we're back in person together doing a post game at Ford Field, and uh, we'll see what the mood is. But until then, Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll we'll be back soon with more Free Press Sports with Carlson Show.